Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Well, hello, listener, and welcome back to our third message here on our topic of gospel freedom from the book of Galatians. Today we'll be looking about the important difference between the law and the gospel from Galatians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. Here we read, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Well, one of the most important questions that we need to answer this side of heaven is how we are right with God. That's an important question for those who are born and raised inside the church and those who have lived their lives outside of the church. We all have to wrestle with that question. How are we right with God? What is the Christian's answer to that question? If I could borrow some words from the Heidelberg Catechism, it answers that question by saying this, Only by true faith in Jesus Christ, even though my conscience accuses me of having grievously sinned against all of God's commandments and never having kept any of them, and even though I am still inclined toward all evil, nevertheless, without any merit of my own, out of sheer grace, God grants and credits to me the perfect satisfaction, righteousness, and holiness of Christ as if I had never sinned nor been a sinner, and as if I had been as perfectly obedient to the law as Christ was for me. All I need to do is accept this gift with a believing heart. Well, this is a glorious truth, and I love this question, and I love this answer from the Heidelberg Catechism. I love studying it. I love preaching about it, because it's the very heart of the gospel message. But here's another reality for my own heart. I struggle to believe it each and every day. And I'm guessing that you do too, dear listener. Uh, Daily, we can find ourselves running on the treadmill of our own good works, trying to hold on to God's favor. The Galatian Christians were also struggling in this way. They wanted to add to the gospel message some kind of law-keeping on their behalf as the reason for why they would be acceptable with God. And in order to show them the freedom of the gospel message, Paul teaches them a very important difference between the law and the gospel. We see in our text here, Paul contrasts two different covenants. A covenant is a relationship God makes with man. And here we read of an unconditional covenant that God swore to Abraham in Genesis 15. And we read of a conditional covenant that God made with Israel in Exodus 20. This distinction is important for how we relate to God in the matter of how we're right with him. Both of these men, Abraham and Moses, are part of God's story. 
Both of their eras picture God's grace and the gospel in different ways. But what primarily flavors these two covenants is very different and very important for us today. In God's covenant that he swore to Abraham, it has primarily a promise character. There are some obligations in there like circumcision, but the covenant basis is based on God's oath to Abraham, where he said to him, I will be your God and you shall be my people. It's unconditional in its nature, and all it requires from us is faith. But Paul here then highlights the Mosaic Covenant, which has primarily a law flavor, although it also pictures God's grace and the sacrifices that attended it. But at the heart of this message was this, do this and you shall live. A man by the name of John Stott puts it this way, this is the difference between the law and the gospel. The law says, do this. The gospel says, Christ has done it all. The law requires works of human achievement. The gospel requires faith in Christ's achievement. The law makes demands and bids us obey. The gospel brings promises and bids us believe. Dear listener, what does this mean for us? Well, there is certainly a mindset in our world that believes that if we try hard enough to be good people, we will be acceptable with God in the end. But this mindset is also among Christians. A recent Barna poll showed that 46% of professing Christians surveyed agreed with the following statement, quote, if a person generally is good or does enough good things for others during their life, they will earn a place in heaven, end quote. We too can fall into this kind of mindset because our hearts are hardwired for the law. We can think that we are okay if we don't believe in Jesus as long as we try hard to be good. But notice what Paul here says about the law. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to do them. Jesus himself said in John chapter 3 that if we do not believe in the Son, we are condemned already. In ourselves, we cannot be good enough for God. And this was the issue for the Galatians. They wanted to mix the law with the gospel. They said, yes, Jesus is important, but you also need circumcision, or you also need certain dietary laws, or certain kinds of Sabbath observance for acceptance with God. And in adding to the gospel, they were putting themselves back under the law. But Paul says that those who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. And why is that? Well, dear listener, God's law requires perfect, perpetual, and personal obedience from us. Paul says here, you must abide by all things written in the book of the law or you are cursed. When it comes to the law, it's all or nothing because God is worthy of our devotion. And the problem is all of us are lawbreakers. And a children's catechism asks the question, what does every sin deserve? The answer is the wrath and curse of God. So if we seek to relate to God on the basis of the law or on law mixed with grace, we're putting ourselves under the law and its curse. But Paul here says that we're acceptable not on the basis of the law, but on the basis of the gospel. And notice Paul tells us here what the gospel is. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham 
might come to the Gentiles. And the reality of our situation is that when we're born into this world, we're born under the curse of sin. But we read here that Jesus came to set us free from the curse of the law, to set us free from the law or to redeem us. And how did he do that? Well, Paul says he became a curse for us. See, in the Old Testament, someone who broke God's covenant would be put to death, often by stoning. And then their body would be hung up on a tree as a demonstration of God's curse that falls on those who break his law. Well, in the New Testament, Jesus hung upon the cross, that tree to pay for our sin. And he was treated as a covenant breaker in our place so that we might receive the very blessing of God. And Paul says we receive this gift of salvation not by our law-keeping, but by faith alone in Christ. Dear listener, how are you trying to relate to God today then? Everyone in this world is standing before God on one of two platforms, seeking acceptance either through the law or seeking acceptance with God in the gospel. There is no middle ground and there's no mixing of the two together. But the good news that Paul shares to us is that Christ is all we need for our right standing with God. And so this week, dear listener, may you live by faith in Jesus Christ and rejoice that you can be right with God fully and truly because of what Jesus has done for you. Well, we hope you'll join us next time for our final meditation on the book of Galatians as we conclude our series on gospel freedom and what it means to live in that freedom as we seek to live in holiness. Until then, may God bless you and keep you.